Good morning, brothers and sisters in the IE region. Uh, it's really a joy to be able to share with you today uh, the Word of God, uh, the good news, and all the challenges that's been going on in our region in the Middle East. Also, we really want to be uh, uh, want to thank you for for your love, for your prayers for your uh, continuous donation, a generous donation to the region that have really kept us going on to be able to uh, really support the community around us, uh, to be able to be a hope for them and to see souls have been saved. Uh, everybody out here is so grateful for you, brothers and sisters, for all these years of partnership together. Can't wait to see you one day uh, in, 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 in person, you know, after all what's going on. I love you. The storms of life. You know, for the last year, we all have experienced storms all over the world. The COVID-19, the virus, the economical situation, the loss of jobs. You look around you, the world is in chaos. The world is really facing storms of all kinds. You know, going back to the first century church, it wasn't easier. It was much harder. The storms on the first century church, on our brothers and sisters that time, it wasn't only viruses. It wasn't only health situations or poverty or economical problems. It was real persecution. It was really tough. It was really hard. They were facing death on a daily basis. They didn't have the freedom to worship, the freedom to, to sing and pray and meet in groups. They were always running from place to place. You know, and during that time, Paul, who is really looking up to Timothy, the young Timothy, the young evangelist who is leading now a church from all ages with all the challenges that the church have, with all the challenges that the church is facing with the surrounding persecution, Paul comes to Timothy and command him with a very challenging command. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. And you know, I wanted the title of this lesson to be in season and out of season. He goes in, in verse 2, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instructions. You know, looking back at this verse during that time with all the challenges that Timothy was going through, I can understand to ask him and command him and challenge him in season. When, you know, when the, the time is possible, when it's easy, when we can do it. But to really challenge Timothy out of season, like to really challenge Timothy when times are tough and hard and, 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 and there's persecution, there's threat of death, this is really a challenging command for him. And you know what? He didn't stop there. He continued in verse 5 and he told Timothy, he goes, as for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Wow. Wow. It's so challenging with this young disciple out there trying to really take care of a church in all these 
challenges around him and Paul come and said, you know what? I know they will, there will be sufferings. Endure them. I know it's going to be hard. You need to be always sober-minded. Work, you know, do the work of an evangelist. If you are an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And you know, brothers and sisters, this is where I really want to focus. My first point is always be sober-minded. It's been hard on all of us. It's hard on you out there, brothers and sisters in the U.S., all over. I know it's, it's the lockdown, the jobs, the economical situation, even the health, and those who have lost so many dear family and friends because of COVID and because of all kinds of challenges we're facing. But you know what? It's the same thing on our brothers in the first century church. But you know what he told Timothy? Always be sober-minded. How can I be sober-minded with all what's going on? How can I be sober-minded with all these challenges? You know, and he reminded him. He said, Timothy, let me remind you. How can you be sober-minded? Let me remind you who you are. And what's in you. Let me remind you that you are someone who's going to change his surroundings. And he goes in, in chapter 1, in verse 6 and 7, he goes, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gifts of God, which is in you through the, through the laying of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. He goes, Timothy, remember Remember what kind of a spirit you have in you. You have the spirit of God. You have this spirit that, that can change everything around you. The spirit of power. The spirit of love. The spirit of self-discipline. That spirit that raised our God from the death. That raised Jesus from the death. Can change me and you. But you know, Timothy was really heavy burdened. And you know what? This flame inside of him is actually dying. And Paul goes, remember, put that flame into fan again. Brothers and sisters, we have that same spirit that Timothy used to have. We have the spirit of God, the spirit of power, the spirit of love, the spirit of self-discipline. If in this world we cannot be sober-minded, who will be? If in this challenges all the world is facing, we are not the hope. We are not that joy. We are not those who bring security through the word of God. Who's going to do it? Imagine, imagine you are in a group of burdened people and Jesus walks in. He's going to change the atmosphere. Paul walks in. He's going to change the, atmos the atmosphere. What about you? If you walk in with that spirit in you, will you bring more joy, more security, more hope, more peace? If we, if we are really going through these challenges, if we are low-key, if we are burdened, if we are... We were sad. We don't have that hope. 
Who's going to bring it? If the disciples are in coma today, if we're in coma, if we're sleeping, if we're not allowing that spirit in us to burn, just like Jeremiah, he goes, I'm not going to speak anymore. But the word of God in him was like fire. He couldn't contain it. If we don't do that, look around you in the world. Who's the hope? We can, brothers and sisters, and this is what we are called to. And this is what Timothy was called to. Because we have the Spirit of God. You know, let me show you this picture. Look at this picture. This is an amazing, amazing, great eagle. So powerful, so huge, and can really, you know, you know it's, it's just amazing looking at it. Yeah, I haven't seen one for real, but I, I love to watch it on, on, the, on the National Geography. And I, I, I love to watch all the creation of God. And it's amazing, you saw this little crow that is, that is on his back, trying to disturb him, trying to burden him, trying to make it unease for him flying. And what does the eagle do? You know, he can, he can easily fight back and get rid of the crow. But he doesn't do that. You know what he do? He just fly higher and fly higher and fly higher until the point where the crow cannot handle the height anymore and he falls down. You know what? He doesn't, he doesn't waste any time or energy fighting back. Because you know what? It takes away from us. Remember my brother. Remember my sister. You are an eagle in the eyes of God. Look what the scripture said. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. The spirit of God in us makes us eagles. We can soar. We can fly high. Whatever is the burden. Whatever is the challenges on us. It shouldn't take our focus or our energy to change the world. You know what? We just fly high with depending on God, with the hope in our Lord, and we will renew our strength just like eagles. And I'm going to ask you a very challenging question today. You could be an eagle, or you can be a crow. What are you today in the church? Are you an eagle or a crow? Are you burdening the eagles that are trying to, 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 to do the job and change the world? Who are you today? Or you're an eagle who's making all the difference. We can make the difference, brothers and sisters. You know, if we go back to the first century church and we see all the, all the enduring and, and the suffering they were going through. And that's my second point. He goes to Timothy, he goes, endure suffering, brother. Endure suffering. And I'm asking you, brothers and sisters today, endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. You know, if we go, if we just take a, you know, a small reminder of what the first apostles and disciples went through. You know, in Acts 4, 20, he goes, as for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. They were threatened, they were beaten, they were rebuked, and they go, we cannot stop speaking. In Acts 5, 29, Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. They were thrown into jail and beaten again, and they said, you know what, we cannot obey you. We should obey God 
And in Acts 5, 41, the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. They said, you know what? Thank you, God. Because because of you, because of your name, we are worthy of this suffering. This is what they were going through. And much more than us. And this was their reaction. Even in Acts 16, 25, Paul and Silas are praying and singing hymns for God in the prison. You know, brothers and sisters, in Acts 7, Stephen, with all what's going through, he was actually thrown, he was killed. All the, all the stones that were thrown on his body. And he was always speaking and preaching. He actually shared the whole Old Testament with them. You know, brothers and sisters, that wasn't a time of season. That was out of season. In time of trouble, in time of out of season, that wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to do the work of an evangelist and to endure suffering in jail, being beaten, being, being killed, being threatened. And you know what? If we compare our challenges to the first century church, you know what? We're sitting home in a lockdown with Wi-Fi, with food, delivery whenever we want. With what is the challenges we're going? What are the challenges we're going through? You know, we cannot take a, you know, we cannot drive out and take a coffee, or we miss going out to restaurants, or we cannot really actually do drive whenever we want. We don't have the freedom to go out, but we have everything, all the comfort in our house. What are the challenges we're facing? You know, brothers and sisters, when we compare our challenges, not only to the first century church, to many countries that they are going through today, you know, it's, you know, I'll, I'll be sharing a bit about what Lebanon have been going through. Jesse will be sharing soon about what really we went through the, this last two years. But please remember who you are. You're an eagle. With the Holy Spirit in you. We can endure sufferings. And we can do the work of an evangelist. You know, I remember this verse in Psalm 37. Verse 25. He goes, I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Or their children begging bread. You know, the righteous will always be taken care of by God. He will take care of your needs. Not of your wants. Of your needs. He have always been taking care. Look back. Thank God. Thank God. I know it's been challenging. Even those who went through the virus. And God gave them a chance of living again. We can make a difference. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Very encouraging scriptures. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful. And he will not let you be tested be beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out. So that you may be able to endure it. God will always find a way out. God will always be there to carry your burden. He will always be there to encourage your soul. But you know what, brothers and sisters? The world out there is suffering. The world out there is in darkness. The world out there has no hope. We, as disciples need to endure and trust and bring this hope and bring this faith and bring this 
security to this hurting world. This is the time where God can use the, 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 the harvest is plentiful. This is where God can use us. He need workers for this harvest that is plentiful. When I came back from my latest trip, I thought to myself, now Jesse, it's the time to rest and enjoy your life. But suddenly, a huge fire started in Lebanon, stayed for several days, and burned a big part of the country. After that, a revolution began, and that movement kept us four months alert because people were staying on the road and everyone feared another civil war. We started hearing shooting guns and watching scary strifes. I was scared for my children because people lost control and became violent on the road. My entity and stability were shaken. After that, a huge explosion happened in August, which destroyed the capital, Beirut. It killed my people, whom I love. More than 200 young men and women lost their lives in a few seconds. Buildings were destroyed. Hundreds of people became homeless. Beirut, that I used to be proud of, became a city of ghosts. In one evening. Honestly, that destruction was huge. Fear crippled everyone and I couldn't handle the shock. I fell into depression and cried for more than two weeks. I couldn't contact anyone nor respond to people who were calling to check on me. Many questions came to my mind. That destruction reminded me of my childhood. Maybe as a child, my dream was stolen, to be a princess and to live a normal childhood. But the destruction of Beirut stole all my dreams, not only my past, but also my future. It also stole my children's dream. What should I do with my kids? Where should I go? Where should I send them? What do I do? All those events made me get so confused and lost. But I believe that the prayers of my sisters around the world made me stand up on my feet. Prayers helped me tell God, God, give me back my courage. I beg you. You put me in Lebanon for a time like this, for a reason. Not to enjoy a nice church atmosphere or to, to be with my loved sister, but because you wanted me to stand up. I asked my sisters in Lebanon to wake up every day at 6 a.m. Together we were praying and fasting as a church. And we did that. We fought with the promises that God gave us. After a week from the explosion, the disciples started going down on the road to help and clean the glass. Then Hope Worldwide Lebanon started working powerfully in its first year of launching. Honestly, we never expected to launch it that well.
because we didn't know from where to get the funds even. Suddenly, the entire planet started donating. We were able to rebuild homes, while famous NGOs couldn't do that. We were even praying with the people, giving them hope. In a time, they lost all meaning to their lives. Then the COVID-19 hit the world and destroyed what remained of our economic structure. We lost our banks, which means people losing their savings. We are facing today the threat of future hunger in our country because people have lost their jobs. The unemployment rate is 70%. The increase of prices is almost 87%. We don't have many basic things like electricity. After being proud of our green Lebanon, now our country became one of the worst corrupt countries in the world and the least developed one. We struggle from lack of electricity, garbage, pollution. Really, I had to stand up and ask myself, should I surrender and leave the country? Or God, did you put me here for a time like this? Because you wanted me to make a difference. That's when I really cried out to God. I said, no, my God, no. I will not leave Lebanon. And really the power of prayer and fasting brought out the best of what we had. Because as a human, we are weak. But he changed our fear into strength. So we decided to start classes and study the Bible with many people online. We started meeting online for worship every Sunday and worked on improving, improving our performance on a daily basis. Before, when we used to meet in the church, in the church building, our attendance was minimum because we are a small church. But now, on Zoom, we have more than 200 attendants. Last year, despite all the problems and the coronavirus, 21 persons came to Christ who studied online and joined the body. This year, we decided to do a prayer chain for the whole one week, 24-7. And we took a decision to read the Bible, the whole Bible together, also as a church. We decided to fast. Every month, we are challenging ourselves. This month is the month of fasting. And the Bible study classes that we started are called Deep Roots. We have now seven classes. Teens, campus, marriage, singles, Armenian, special needs. And we have more than 200 persons studying the Bible. Maybe today, uh, the most a verse that I remember is in Romans 8:28, which says all things work for good for those who love God. We hung on to these words, all things, 
How can you change Beirut's explosion, God, for our own good? What hope was able to do in this short period may be needed years in normal circumstances. As for the growth of the church, we never saw 21 people come to Christ in one year. Our maximum number was six, seven people. But currently, we are 100 disciples now, 100 members, studying with more than 200 people. And honestly, if today God tells me, Jesse, would you pass through the same for the sake of the church in Lebanon to reach where it is today, we'll surely respond with a big Amen, Lord. We have the cure of this spiritual virus, the Holy Spirit that is in us. You know, you look at this picture. Usually it's the contrary. It's the lion, the lion running after them. But you know, when they get together, when they are united together, they can really go after the lion. Satan, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Whatever is the temptation, the sin, the challenges that you're going through. You know, when we are united in prayers and in fasting, we've been fasting. We, 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 fa we, we fasted for a whole week as, you know, uh, uh, as a church. For even we, some of us took three weeks. We had a prayer chain for 24-7 uh, for the whole week together. We go, God, use us. Last year, we grew by 27%. The hardest year. But it was the most fruitful year. And God has really been working through that unity. And you know what, brothers and sisters? We can all do it. We can all do it. But we just need to wake up. Be sober-minded. To really endure. And to really trust that the Spirit is in us can make all the difference. And he goes for Timothy in the end. He goes, Timothy, fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. What an amazing word to be able to say one day, I fulfilled my ministry. What a legacy that you will leave on earth when you go. What you have owned, how many houses and cars, children and family you had, or how many souls have been saved. Are you rich on earth or rich in heaven with all these saved souls? It's amazing, you know, in the same, in the same chapter, Paul told Timothy, you know what? I will never challenge you in something I have never done. I will never ask you to do what I have never done. Just like Jesus, you know, whenever he challenges, he goes first and he do it. He goes, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. What an amazing testimony for me and you, brothers and sisters, to be able to say it one day. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. It's amazing. Even Jesus on the cross, he goes, it is finished. It is complete. We can do that, brothers and sisters. It is the time of the harvest. It is the time when we can make the difference. When we can go out there, use the social media, use the Zoom. All what we have been doing all these years, even the last two years. We have been on Zoom, studying the Bible with people, in classes, uh, the church on Sunday. In fellowship, all the, all the disciples are on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. They are out there on Zoom studying the Bible. 
we can take advantage of whatever is the situation now. Nothing can hold us back. Brothers and sisters, let's make a difference. Let's change the world. Now it's the harvest. Let's have more workers. Because you know what? We are the hope. We are the eagles that have the Holy Spirit in us. We can soar and we can change those around us. We love you and, and, and hope to see you physically soon. Take care.